Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vdw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus you're listening to screen heroes on the heroes podcast network Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Screen Heroes. I am Derek. I am one of your regular hosts. I have Ray with me. What's up, dudes? And we don't have Ryan. Ryan is not not with us today. Um, instead, we've brought in someone from one of our sibling shows, Gamer Heroes, Cam. Hey, how's it going? Good, man. Uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I am not one of the regular hosts. <laughs> I had to clarify that. But. Not of this show. Okay, yeah, yeah. But on the Heroes Podcast yes. Network, you uh, lead Gamer Heroes yep. with Thomas mm-hmm. and Challenge Mode. Yes. Um, do you want to like maybe introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah. Uh, hey, what's up, uh, Internet? Uh, I'm Cam. If you listen to my other show, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, uh, just joined on a little bit earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Uh run gamer heroes which is a show where more of like a topical gaming news show because you know there aren't enough of those on the internet uh (laughs) but we we try to have like a more of a positive kind of spin on things because there's just too much negativity out there and we also do challenge mode which is a show where we kind of do a less topical just kind of deep dive into like the gaming topics that we're super passionate about and it's a it's a lot of fun yeah, I used to host Gamer Heroes, and so I listen to it in the car now, and I find myself wanting to respond to things yeah, you guys yeah. say. <laughs> you can I, always tweet them. You could. Yeah. By yeah. the time I get to my desk at work, I've forgotten what it was, you know? Tweet while driving. Yeah, that's safe. That's, that's very safe. That's never Highly been that. a Don't problem. tweet at home, kids. Don't tweet uh, at home. Tweet while driving. <laughs> Uh, All right. So anyway, so today we're going to be talking about Detective Pikachu or Pokemon Detective Pikachu, whatever the real title is. Yeah. Um, Before that, though, we have our news segment. As always. As always. Yeah. So crossover content, Mortal Kombat movie coming out soon. Production starts next year. Um, James Wan is producing, possibly directing, definitely producing. He's not directing. It's a new director who's never directed anything before. Oh, um, oh, this is great. <laughs> this right. is great. Is the article right. I read. Now, I will, I will be totally fair. I did not look up the dude on IMDb. So if he has directed stuff and the article I read was incorrect, I apologize. But um, yeah, he's he's new. He's new. Cool. So cool. That's going to be awesome. I mean, it could be like everyone starts somewhere, you know, not usually with big budget flicks. We don't know the budget yet. So. <laughs> oh, my God. 
just to be fair. Uh, we also don't know if this is a uh, a reboot, a sequel, or whatever. It's probably a reboot. But... I mean, I feel like you have to almost try to do you have to almost not try to do better than the second mortal Kombat movie annihilation yeah man <laughs> like i love that first one because it's just real campy and real stupid like mortal Kombat kind of should be and those that are second 500 dollars sunglasses yeah. you dick <laughs> i'm more of a uh, street fighter fan mm. personally that movie's no better <laughs> uh no no it's Sadly, not. it was Raul it's Julia's really last role. How sad is that? For, like, he had a great career. And that's how you go out. Yeah. Um, but that the Street Fighter movie did give us Street Fighter the movie, the game, which is a real thing. Look it up. It exists. And it's basically a Street Fighter game done in the Mortal Kombat style. <laughs> and in all fairness, Ming-Na cool. Wen has only upgraded. She went from Chun-Li to Mulan to now... Uh, Agent May on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So she's only upgrading. That's fair. It worked out for her. So it didn't kill everybody's career. She's doing all right for her. Kylie Minogue was a pop singer after this and probably during, too. So, like, not everybody was hurt by Street Fighter. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody was hurt by Mortal Kombat, (laughs) including me. (laughs) (laughs) I was hurt by Mortal Kombat. I I mean, I I love that first movie. I I recognize that it's just garbage, but it's so much fun. (laughs) It is so much fun. Did you ever watch the TV show or the little web series? Oh my gosh. With Jerry Ryan? Go do it. I I absolutely will check that out. Yeah. I have to make my Star Trek connection. Yeah, of course. (laughs) What did she do? She played Seven of Nine. Yeah, that's right. On Star Trek. (laughs) You didn't actually make your Star Trek connection. That's what I was... Fair enough. Okay. (laughs) So... We fan cast a Mortal Kombat movie. Like our first season, first year. Um... I'm going to find it. Yeah. Keep talking. Okay. I'm really interested in knowing what that is. <laughs> um, is there anybody you would like to see portray mm. somebody? I don't know. Um, I feel like that's something that I would just like take a look at someone and be like, yeah, no, I would definitely want you to play this person. But, yeah. Like, now I'm on the spot and I just, I just can't. No, you're good. <laughs> uh, like off the top of my head, I've totally changed my mind since 2015 when we started. Right. But. Uh, I want Terry Crews to be Jax. Okay, no, yeah, that makes perfect sense. I, I want, want that too. Zoe Saldana to be uh, Jade. Yeah, okay, um, yes. Jimma Chan could do Katana. Yeah, all right. Um, let's see. So, for reference, it was episode 45 back in November of 2016. Mm, so long ago. So, we were wee beebs. Yeah, we had uh, John John on, who was my co-host on Gamer Heroes. Oh, okay. which ah. was, so that was a crossover Full episode circle. then, Full too. Circle. So. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just have to have both of you on when we Great. review the movie perfect. after that comes out. Awesome. I love that. That's perfect. <laughs> right? yeah. yeah. Ryan's not allowed to come to that one, either. <laughs> Um, so, okay, so speaking of, like, reboot sequel type things, uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids is getting a, what they're calling a legacy sequel, which means that it's a continuation of the original two movies, hmm. um, but it's not going to have Rick Moranis in it as far as we know. So Josh Gad will be playing the son yeah. of Rick Moranis' character. The character names escape me. I haven't watched those movies in quite some time. But I love Josh Gad, so... Yeah. So if you guys didn't know, Rick Moranis retired from acting when his wife died from cancer. I believe it was breast cancer. And it was the early 2000s or late 90s. 
And he just chose to be part of his family instead of work as an actor and deal with the grief, which I can totally respect. Since then, he's come out for a few charity events as well as uh, a con here and there. He's not really on the convention circuit, but he's done a documentary here and there, too. So it's maybe he does something once a year, but he still likes to be with his family. And mm-hmm. if anybody could convince him to do a cameo, it would probably be Disney as opposed to, you know, Ghostbusters or something. It's fair. But in all honesty, a Josh Gad can hold a film. He's like Disney's golden boy right now. Like he and Alan Tudyk are in everything they produce at this point. And I'm okay with that. But I mean, there was something magical about that first Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. So yeah. much so that it created like a temporary amusement park at Disney World. And I mean, they still had that area in 2012 when I was there last. Yeah. So, so it's a big deal, even yeah. though the movie hasn't like it's not really talked about nowadays. I don't think anybody remembers still... that that's what that's from. It's just, oh, giant ants. And, yeah. You know, I can sit on like a giant slice of tomato. <laughs> Did that cookie look like the best cookie you've ever fucking seen in that movie or what? With like, like the whipped cream stuff Yeah, or the giant cookie where they see it and they just all go nuts like because they're so hungry. They're dying. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and air my shame here. I've actually never seen that movie. Oh, okay. It's lovely. Yeah. You really should. So it's I, a great I, kids I movie. I will probably check that out. It, it seemed, I've heard from people who have really recommended it to me that it is just pretty magical avoid the sequels they're really not that special they're they're stereotypical 90s sequels okay great well, and if you have... you have like a small child in your life having them watch it with you will bring that like childlike wonder cool. back but if not yes it's a I fun mean, movie I'm internally like a small child oh there you so go i'll probably just enjoy it look people give ant-man a lot of credit for making us feel emotions for antony right in the movie mm-hmm Honey, I Shrunk the Kids did it first. Yes. I just want to throw that Very out there. easily. Gotta respect the roots. Right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, the sequel is Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. And then okay. there's Honey, I Shrunk Ourselves. Right. Now, he didn't actually explode a child. He okay. grew the child cool. grew into a giant. <laughs> That's murder. That's uh, a crime. <laughs> it took a dark turn. Um, that <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, and then, yeah, Honey, I Shrunk Ourselves. Uh, we Shrunk Ourselves. That one wasn't so bad. I actually really like that one. Yeah. This, 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 it's the middle one that's not so good. So oh, I, it's awful. I guess we don't know if this new one's going to ignore two and three or not. Like, mm-hmm. they've started, like, the new Terminator movie is ignoring three and later. It's only- I do hate when they do that. Like, you don't have to necessarily mention everything from the first few movies anyway it's gonna be the same present uh i plot line i guess same precedent like premise premise thank you that's a thing um they're they're gonna shrink themselves right like that's what's gonna happen spoiler alert (laughs) yeah come on i haven't seen this movie (laughs) come on i will say i'm right here the shrink ray that he builds is one of my favorite pieces of movie technology and just reminds me so much of the laser in tron that sucks him into the grid it's very very reminiscent of that yeah (laughs) um all right so what else we have? We have uh, Disney. So we have more Disney news then, I guess. Of course. So Comcast has essentially handed the keys to Hulu completely over to Disney. Uh, Disney has not purchased anything additional as of today. I'm sure they will. It's just a matter of time. Sure. They're Disney. But yeah. You know. Uh, but they have full control over Hulu at this point from a power standpoint, um, which just kind of continues to fuel the co- the theories that people have had, including us on the show here, that um, that will be Disney's home for anything that is 
above the PG-13 rating or anything that's not suitable for young children that they wouldn't want to mm. slap Disney on. So, you know, the Netflix Defender shows, perhaps something like, like that. The know? problem is with this, I imagine we're going to see some shows canceled. Like right now, Harlots and Handmaid's Tale don't even fit like the gritty Disney brand. So I imagine we're going to see some good shows go off. And this is a problem for me because even though I'm a huge Disney fan, like we're even having a Disney wedding, I'm not too much of a fan of when one company has like all control. You know, like we see such great new content from new people all the time and less voices equals less good stuff in the world. So I'm not too happy about this. Yeah, I, I kind of completely agree with you. Oh, I like I, <laughs> I I think that some of the stuff that Disney's doing is pretty cool. Like yeah. I took a look at like all the announcements I did for their Disney Plus stuff and I'm like, this is an absolutely absurd amount of value for yeah. what you're paying. But also it's also really scary that all of that is just under one big umbrella and it's just like kind of just got that big corporate grip on it. Yeah. Not a big fan of that personally. I mean, it's from a movie perspective, it's bad news for theater chains sure. because, you know, the Disney has already bullied other movies out of certain mm-hmm. types of screens and stuff in the past. Um, a, a big example is Quentin Tarantino's Hateful Eight, uh, which had a 70 millimeter version you could watch, which is kind of rare these days. Mm-hmm. And Disney was trying to monopolize some of the California theaters that could support that type of technology, um, you know, or... When the Tarzan, the live-action Tarzan remake came out a few years ago, they basically bought every IMAX in the country for four weeks, you know? So other movies uh, like Star Trek Beyond could not release an IMAX because there were no IMAX screens mm-hmm. in the country, um, you know? Disney didn't make the live-action Tarzan. I think that? we're talking about somebody else, but Disney well, didn't do that. Okay. That type of monopolization is, is what my concern is. And Disney sure. is only growing larger, and they're only going to have more influence. Absolutely. So... It's yeah, it, it's bad all the, around. Like the memes going around where you see like Mickey Mouse wearing the Infinity Gauntlet is Seriously. becoming too fucking real. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm completely with you guys yeah. on that one. We've talked about about that before on the show, and I know a lot of people are very happy that the X Men are back with the rest of the Avengers as far as an ownership perspective, but that is small potatoes compared sure. to the rest of that sure. industry. Yeah, it it already has lost yeah, like I'm about 10,000 jobs. Yeah, so. and I'm excited to see like The Simpsons like all in one super easily accessible place, but it's not really <laughs> worth it compared to all the bad shit happening, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we'll have to wait and see about that. I'm sure Disney will purchase the rest relatively soon. Um the the rumors around the dealer that they that NBC basically has to offer up the shares at fair market value. Um, which is kind of interesting. So I'll be curious to see if, if today's announcements inflates those values or not. I need to look at who still owns it because when it was first started, Hulu was owned by WB, Apple, Comcast, and Disney. And now that is obviously not the case. I imagine Comcast had majority control up until, you know, today. So. Yeah, I'm not sure if they had majority control or if it was a shared control. Because I think Dis- Disney was, uh, I think Comcast owns 30% of the shares. Mm. So they don't have a controlling share, but enough to have a voice, a good size. Oh, voice. I mean, if the original was four, that's that's the majority is 30%. Right. Yeah. 
There's not four anymore. No. <laughs> so, um, all right. So the other uh, kind of piece of, I guess, what's Disney news now uh, is that there are rumors of our new Wolverine being Henry Cavill. These are probably completely unfounded, by the way, but I just wanted to throw that out. I feel there. like that's completely started by like Reddit fans. They are just like, oh, how funny would it be if the MCU was really spiteful and hired Henry Cavill and. Uh, first of all, I completely agree. I love Henry Cavill as a superhero, and I think he needs to continue. Wolverine is not the role for him, in my opinion. I think if they really wanted to be spiteful, they would do Sentry, because Sentry is essentially Superman, only he, like, is completely destructive and horrible. But Hercules would probably be way more fun. I don't think it's a spite thing. We've had a lot of actors go back and forth between DC and Marvel as of late. And I, I don't think that's uncommon. I don't think it's weird. I don't even think it's really necessarily on purpose other than No, I think fans are spiteful. Fans I don't really spiteful. think that yeah. MCU and DC are spiteful. Right now, I do believe that Warner Brothers hiring James Gunn to do Suicide Squad after Disney fired him, that was very that much was, on purpose. That was a power move. <laughs> <laughs> I, right? I read that headline. I'm like, oh, damn. <laughs> All right. You guys are doing this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But otherwise, I don't think anybody really cares too much about that. Right. So. Sure. But anyway. All right. So any other news before we take our break? Nope. No. So I'm going to ask you guys and you can think on it oh and boy. we can talk about it at the end. Um, what is your favorite starter Pokemon out of all seven, eight gens? I don't really know where we're at now. Eight. I know. I'm pretty that sure it's eight. It's the newest one that yeah. got announced. So. But we don't. We haven't played we, those yes. yet. So, okay. Starters are out, though. Right. right. Okay. So seven gens that have been playable. Who has been your favorite starter? We'll answer that at the very end of the podcast. Sounds good. Okay. Well, so we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll be talking about Detective Pikachu. We will start with some spoiler-free thoughts and box office before we jump into spoilers. If you haven't seen it, we'll be right back. The Heroes Podcast Network is expanding with a brand new show, Kaiju Curry House. Three guys from the UK will be bringing you a fortnightly show, premiering on the 9th of April 2019. Our show will be discussing everything relating to Kaiju our childhood memories of discovering kaiju, our hopes of upcoming kaiju movies, where to get merchandise, lesser-known kaiju movies, games that star giant monsters, comics, books, TV shows, art. Did I miss anything? So, we invite you to listen to our ramblings, embrace your love of kaiju, and be part of the show. Drop us a line on Twitter, at UKKaiju, and support us at patreon.com forward slash heroes podcasts. All right. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right, we're back. So we are here to talk Detective Pikachu. Woo! Um, because I'm kind of running things tonight, I'll also do the box office stuff. Keep things simple. So we do the box office anyway. You, you did it last time. I didn't do it. No. You did not. So that's I true. Did not. I wasn't here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so shocking, literally everyone on the planet. Endgame won the weekend's box office. I, I know no one me? guessed. We were all wrong. Um, it was. It wasn't uh, three weeks in a row now. Yeah, three weeks in a row. Um, it's continuing to have a nearly sixty percent drop, which uh, is pretty good considering how many people saw it to begin with. So mm-hmm. next weekend, it probably will not win because you've got a couple heavy hitters like uh, John Wick for example, um, has been very anticipated. The weekend after that, you get Aladdin. And so I think Endgame's run at the top is probably done at this point. Uh, but it, it won the weekend with uh, $63.3 million domestically. And then Detective uh, Pikachu comes in at second with 54.37, which is revised down. Earlier in the week, they were reporting $58 million, but that is not the case. Um, but it's doing well, you know. Um, it's took second place at the box office domestically, but internationally it made even more money. So it's over 170 if you take in the international box office at about a 66% split. Um, $150 million budget, which is actually a good chunk of change when you put it in perspective of uh, Shazam got 90, Captain Marvel got 100, and Mm. Hellboy got 50, if I remember correctly. All right, then. So um, Aquaman got 165. As did okay. um, Suicide Squad. Okay. So just some perspective there. So 150 is a pretty good size budget. There's a ton of CGI in this movie. Yeah. Oh, it's basically a CGI movie. <laughs> right. Honestly. So um, what we like to do is kind of go around and say some just spoiler free impressions before uh, we jump into that to give people kind of a warning. So Cam, since you're new, I'll let Ray go first and cool. then you can kind of follow her lead. Appreciate that. So I totally thought it was really cute and it was everything I really wanted out of the movie, which is all I can really ask for. Wasn't anything completely, you know, mind blowing as far as story goes, but I was so impressed with the way all the Pokemon were rendered. I thought they looked so amazing and it was great to also put some like real life textures to Pokemon. Mm. I, I wasn't quite sure about some. So, yes, definitely a cute film. I would own it. I would watch it again. I really enjoyed it. Cam. Yeah, uh, kind of along the same lines, I enjoyed the absolute crap out of this movie. Uh, I knew going in I was going to love it because I've just been like a just ridiculous diehard Pokemon fan since basically day one of like owning a Game Boy. Sure. And whenever they announced this movie, I was like, oh man, like that 3DS game that didn't sell very well and people didn't seem too hot on. But then I saw the first trailer and I was just completely in. Like, uh, the movie is just absolutely magical. Like, it's absolutely Mm -hmm. not perfect. Like, there's definitely inconsistencies and a bunch of other issues everywhere. But I think that, I think it really captures the magic of being in a world filled with Pokemon. And like, it goes for more of a feeling type thing than having just this like airtight plot which i really appreciated uh, i 
remembered leaving the theater and just feeling really, really bummed out that I couldn't just see a little bit more of that world and just mm. not be as like immersed in it as I was through the entire movie, which I really appreciated. Yeah. Yeah, those are good points. It was definitely fun. Um, I had a similar thought when they announced it. I was like, "That that's the Pokemon yeah, movie you're right. going to make? You're, you're banking on this one. All right. Um, and then they announced, of course, that Ryan Reynolds was going to voice Pikachu. I'm like, oh, so this is a joke. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I was wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah no, seeing it kind of, quote, real uh, was pretty cool, right? Because, you know, I started with the original first-gen Pokemon games on a fat Game Boy and those graphics are not great. And the idea that um, these have now become realized three-dimensional full color creatures is really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've not continued with Pokemon as much. So the later generations kind of fall off with me a little bit more with each one, but I was really able to enjoy this one because I still recognize pretty much every Pokemon that showed up. If I didn't know its name, I recognized it. Sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just super cool. So it was a lot of fun. I think we, this can be our spoiler warning though. So we can start talking about yeah, let's do the it. details. So if you haven't seen detective Pikachu yet, uh, pause this. If you care about spoilers, if not keep on listening. So um, one small note, I just want to get out of the way is I love that. It's a sequel to the Pokemon, the movie from 2000. I thought that was super cool. (laughs) Like how there were just callbacks to like, oh, this totally happened. Like, oh my God. I'm like, they like really thought a lot of this stuff through way more than Mm -hmm. I feel like anyone was expecting them to. I was not expecting it to be within like anime canon, which I think really worked for it. You know, (laughs) like that was pretty unexpected. And that is why I think it's the number one video game movie like it's a video game movie that's good i think it's because it also has the anime to fall back on good stories in this world were already created so it's such a fleshed out universe Mm -hmm. most video game movies are based on something very action-oriented tomb raider resident evil you know and this is just there's so many characters so much story like there's 800 some pokemon now yeah you know to not be able to come up with something is would almost be on purpose right you know um but i love that they did that like they straight up keep it in in line with with the original movie which i mean i remember seeing it i remember getting the mew card that they gave out Mm -hmm. you know at the at the theater and everything like that which by the way small news thing is they're reissuing it for the new one that comes out uh, later this year or next year that's there's, amazing there's, there's a new Pokemon movie coming out I didn't know that and you just made my day yeah, so a, I just want you to know that I think I, I believe it's Mewtwo Returns yeah it's like a uh, CG nice. remake of the first movie so like I guess I gotta rewatch the original it looks, <laughs> it looks weird it does yeah it looks really just <laughs> off but I'll probably see it yeah. now when this movie was originally announced there were all these rumors that they were gonna be doing like a straight up live action adaptation of the original cartoon with Ash and Misty. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think we now know why. And it's because the buddy Pokemon are the same. It's Psyduck and Pikachu and people just leaped and assumed they meant Ash and Misty. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Um, so I totally understand why. Does people that make that. you a little upset that there wasn't an Onyx? Not really. Cause I mean, I, that was a joke. I feel like it would have been on purpose. <laughs> that would have been a little force, you know, that's what I was going to say. But I mean, it's kind of a bummer that we only get to see one at all, though, because that's a big freaking Pokemon. Oh, yeah, he's fucking massive. That is probably my number one issue with the whole thing is that I couldn't see more Pokemon. 
And it, they already did a great job of putting them in every corner of the screen. So me asking for more is really upsetting. <laughs> like That's just well, me being selfish. No, but they did focus on certain ones. Like Greninja is in there a lot, for yeah. example. Um, and uh, Apom is in there a lot, right? They could have... They, I mean... There's a ton of variety, you know, we could probably go through and not even remember every single one that's in the movie. Right. Uh, But again, like, are you going to put 700 different Pokemon in your movie? Probably not. That's just not realistic. Yeah, I I felt like they really just the Pokemon that were there only were really there because they had a good reason for them to be there. Yeah, I was really impressed by because and I, I somebody went through and like did a rough count of like, oh, well, I saw this Pokemon and this Pokemon and they did like percentages and only like 40% of them are from Gen 1, so they still get like that nostalgia hit without leaning way too hard on it. Mm-hmm. So you see ones that people who haven't played the games in like 20 years or so are just like, yeah, this is cool. I haven't seen this one. This is kind of neat. And you get that cool thing. It's almost like you, you get to explore for them, right? Right, Like in the game. Because I mean, yeah, I know Pikachu and I know Bulbasaur, but I, I don't know the, the third, fourth, and fifth gen Pokemon that well. I just don't. Mm-hmm. you know. And like Greninja, I know Greninja, but I never really thought about what that character's design really is and that that's actually its tongue wrapped around instead of a scarf i know (laughs) like so to see that real in hd like Mm -hmm. my brain like there was a spark when that happened i was like oh right he's a frog (laughs) Uh, yeah well (laughs) in the very beginning when justice smith's character is on the train and the lickitung comes up as oh soon as God. i saw that i was like no no do not want don't please don't do that oh. <laughs> i was i was just so impressed with like the level of deep cuts in it I think, yeah like there's definitely a lot here for this movie for anybody like if you just have a kid who just wants to go see a fun movie absolutely totally worth it or yes. if you just want a fun movie in general you know you don't have to be a kid but like as a diehard pokemon fan uh like that scene on the train where they show off like here's Rhyme City and here's Pokemon battles where it's like showing off the world and kind of doing the big expedition exposition dump that mm-hmm. a lot of stuff does. Uh, I was really impressed by the fact that like that trainer who walked out in that stadium was wearing the clothes that Red wore from Red and Blue. Mm-hmm. And he looks about like 33 and he was 10 in that game and Pokemon's about 23 years old. Yeah, that's I'm pretty like, impressive. Oh, yeah, that's I didn't catch that. That's yeah. really cool. It's really cool. <laughs> I think I was distracted by just how disgusting Lickitung was. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, right. fair. that's totally fair. so gross. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's actually going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the entire plot revolves around uh, Justice Smith's character's dad going missing. He's a cop and everybody thinks he's dead. The best damn detective this world has ever seen. Wow. <laughs> And that was the vibe they were going for. Right. right? They were. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Harry, Harry Goodman, that's his name. And Tim Goodman. If I I have any complaints, it's the name. Don't don't name your your antagonist or your protagonist Goodman. Don't do it. Yeah, that's lazy. (laughs) That's real lazy. There's one Goodman, it's John, and that's it. (laughs) (laughs) No other Goodmans are allowed. But yeah, so he goes missing, and uh, Tim Goodman hasn't seen his dad in a really long time, so he kind of just goes to clean up his apartment, and then this mystery unfolds with this talking Pikachu. Yeah, so, I mean, a lot a lot happens pretty early on. Like, they introduced Mewtwo much earlier than I ever thought they were going to. It's like to. the opening scene, isn't like, it? Pretty early on. I think on. so, yeah. Because, um, I mean, they, they frame it all up like... Um, 
like Mewtwo's the one who killed right who killed Harry right like that's pretty on point the way or at least caused the accident you know right yeah yeah but I mean that explosion looks pretty purposeful yeah yeah it does regardless it was premeditated as hell right um but I mean Mewtwo looked pretty good I gotta say Mm -hmm. um not an easy Pokemon to pull off because it's kind of an odd part of the universe anyway yeah Mm -hmm. um so I thought it was kind of a big risk to bother focusing on Mewtwo you know, because Mewtwo's the science experiment. Mewtwo isn't a normal Pokemon. And yeah. so to start your live action Pokemon universe with Mewtwo was kind of kind of risky. Yeah. Well, they they touch on like the three big tragedies of Gen 1. Like Mewtwo is obviously a genetic experiment and hates a lot of humanity because of it. And then Cubone, of course, wearing oh, the oh, skull of his mom. And uh, Tim Goodman just calls that out. Yeah. Uh, his friend is an asshole. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, I was watching that. And I'm like, you're you're just a dick. Yeah. Like, why are you friends with him? When, oh, the, when, I, when I first saw Cubone, I was like, are they going to, are they really going to do this? Yeah, yeah. totally. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, they oh, are. That's, that's what you're opening with. Okay. That Cubone right. is very distraught. You leave it alone. Mm-hmm. And then in the battle scene, Charizard is there and Tim Goodman is trying to snuff out his tail. Yeah. If the tail goes out, yep. he dies. Yep. Like, that's what happens, that's attempted guys. attempted murder. Right? That's attempted murder. Right? To be fair, it is a fire-breathing flying dragon sure. that's hopped up on drugs. So, I mean, he didn't want to do that, but I, I get that it. That was his go-to move. Yeah, like, I get it. He didn't try to distract it. Some would say it's super effective. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I should have prepped sound effects. Uh, so this movie had a couple though of other really dark moments. So um, the the Charizard one is is dark, but it's kind of you know in the action sequence, so it's kind of not as you forgive heartfelt. it because you don't realize what's going on until right after, and then you're like, wait, bro, wait. But then there's the Mr. Mime scene (laughs) where I wasn't sure if he was going to die or not when the fire is lit with the gasoline. Because I don't, his powers are sometimes really real. Like the, the, the invisible invisible wall. wall, Right. So if, if, if he lights invisible gasoline in an invisible room, like is, did they kill him? (laughs) I guess we'll never know. (laughs) They did just kind of cut and never go back to that. We don't know what happened to Mr. Mime. Like, that's messed up. <laughs> I did think that interrogation scene was really clever, though. Yes. Yeah. Like, that was a really cool way of kind of exploring the fact that Mr. Mime is really weird without just kind of digging into, like, super cheap comedy. Like, I feel like, well, I, watching the trailer, I was like, oh, Mr. Mime's just, that's going to be really annoying and I'm going to hate it. Yeah. But just, like, that part I thought was really smart and clever and, like... Tim, right, main character? Yeah. He picked up on, oh, okay, I know what's going on. And then it was really entertaining to just watch him, like, interact with that and also, like, hit his head on the wall that wasn't there. (laughs) I know a lot of people were really bothered because Mr. Mime's blue pieces are, like, extensions. They're limbs. They're part of his skin. Mm. They have the same texture. They are not hair, guys. They are not hair like we all hoped it was. (laughs) And it's not. I mean, that's, that's a fair point i guess i mean the i just know a lot of people are creeped out by that you know this didn't really bother me i yeah. thought he looked fine that's i, I didn't notice. i'm not on that board there i'm speaking a, for twitter there was a fun story going around recently where the producers of this movie were reaching they were like obviously in close contact with the pokemon company 
and they reached out and they're just like, so what is Mr. Mime exactly? And they just replied with, we have no idea. <laughs> Which checks out. That yeah. checks out. Because well, yeah. when you think about when these were originally made, you know, yeah, they made 151 of them and they were mainly designed to be in super low 8-bit graphics with sure. no color. Mm-hmm. You know, sure, there were color sketches and drawings and stuff for references, but... Because like, they did release compendium books and things mm-hmm. like that. And the cards, of course. Yes. But like these characters, the Pokemon were not really conceived three-dimensionally until Pokemon Stadium, maybe, on the I 64? I think so, yeah, actually. That was like the first, like the big appeal of that game was, right? oh, you can like show your Pokemon and fight them in 3D on your TV. Yeah. Even then, like the debate of whether or not Jigglypuff was, you know round and smooth like jello mm-hmm. or um like kirby yeah i always thought it, that jigglypuff was like kirby same yeah kirby just didn't have a good voice gave up on the singing career he just eats a lot i don't know yeah but yeah but yeah he's got like the little jigglypuff's got like the little hair <laughs> curl thing you know in this movie and, and stuff i thought we were gonna get more of jigglypuff singing based on it being in the trailer i was a little disappointed that we didn't get more of that <laughs> I gotta be honest. I agree. I was really hoping he was gonna be like this lounge singer. <laughs> nope. Nope. That's was, fine. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm totally with you guys. <laughs> I did, I just that little like brief moment of where you just see Jigglypuff singing and that dude just passed the fuck out on that table. <laughs> Absolutely hilarious. Yeah, just I, out. Definitely, I definitely laughed at that. I thought that was a, a nice little nod. I was a little mad he didn't draw on him. No, same. Like, come yeah. on, man. Like, that's your thing. It's <laughs> a good point. Maybe while he's working, he doesn't do it. Oh, yeah. And, he's know, I can Maintains. see yeah. Now, one of the few problems I have with the movie, because really overall I really liked it, is the drug, the serum R. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's really, it's, it's minor. Why, they called it R, and I kept thinking that meant Team Rocket was involved. Right. And since they weren't, like, just pick a different letter. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That's just me. Well, they never explain what the R stood for. And in my head, like, I I work in medicine. So I know if you are drugs and the worst one out there is like Rohypnol. And I'm like, well, they're not roofing people. Like, why are you doing this? Like, It was an odd choice. Because that's why, like, I Or maybe like rabies. Because rabies makes people aggressive. I think I read somewhere someone's like, oh, it means rage or something like that. I like 28 okay. days later yeah, like, like something like that okay i mean I that's fair if that's the reason it's fine it's just team rocket is so ingrained sure. in the universe that it like is. if they're not going to be in the movie at all maybe you should just stick with a different letter yeah you know like that if you want to make a reference to them in some way maybe don't make it the main like bad guy plot device <laughs> you know well that's why like i don't even think it, i don't even think they thought that I think I tried yeah, to make fair. that connection and there that's, wasn't that's one. That's fair. And I, I, you know? I saw the R and I didn't make that connection. And then after that, I'm like, no, I totally could see how people would make that connection. Um, let's see what else. So we have, of course, so they, we have our little reporter friend person. Mm-hmm. I can't even remember her name. Poor little blonde girl who talks yeah. really fast and quippy. Right, the she's very misty. quippy. Yeah, the, the, the not miss. I don't remember his his name was Tim. Is that what you said? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't Tim. remember his name either. Um, I remember Harry because Pikachu keeps saying it over and over again. Um, so she's she's kind of interesting because she seems to only exist to give Tim information. Yeah. And to do things Tim won't do, like to wire cut a fence. Like, he's <laughs> yeah, not going to do that. So true. she has to be there. 
Um, which was a little weird for me because it felt like they, they made their lead character someone who couldn't accomplish the film. Yeah. So they had to create an assistant. Yeah. That's kind of how it felt. I but know. that's... I think that works out because we're used to seeing Pokemon anime in groups. It's really only the games when you're very much alone. And even then you meet up with people and you have people help you because they have different abilities. Like it's not in Tim's nature to do that. So a character whose nature is very bold and outgoing there to compliment him. That's all. Yeah. It just they, they were they were so reluctant. Or, you know, and he he's so reluctant in the movie. I think that that for me got a little. He just always felt things in his jellies. <laughs> All right. If that's not the best catchphrase, I don't know what is, man. So let's 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 use that for a minute, and let's talk about Pikachu. Right. So Ryan Reynolds. Yes. Is Pikachu? Is Pikachu? Um, I liked it. Yeah, personally. It yeah. ended up working out. Yeah, no, I was a little concerned <laughs> yes. that he was just going to, like, ham it up too much, but I thought it was, like, relatively grounded. I still have not gotten over the fact that Pikachu in the movie says, get me the hell out of here. Right. <laughs> uh, but no, I think he was a really good choice. Like, I, uh, looking back, I'm like, man, this casting's really weird, and mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. also that running joke of Danny DeVito being Detective Pikachu. And in that game, also, like, it's a very, like, kind of low, gruff, like, grizzled detective voice (laughs) this is ryan reynolds but no i I thought it was great i thought his jokes definitely landed i thought the even the more dramatic like serious emotional points i think he did a really great job Mm -hmm. uh the bit where uh he is like walking away from everyone being super sad and screaming sadly the lyrics to the opening theme of the first series was fucking incredible so So good oh my god i (laughs) even in films like this i remember ryan reynolds from you know van wilder and deadpool and some of his more hilarious roles i forget he's a really good dramatic actor and he played the emotions when they needed to be but he has a funny story about how when he was hired, he tried to do a voice. He tried to, like, make it really high and squeaky. And they were like, no, no, no. We just want you to talk. <laughs> just, just like, talk what are you doing? We, we hired you for that. And we need that. Uh, I'd like to hear clips of the, the voice he tried out. Um, how did you guys feel about that kind of en- twist-ish ending? It's the very twisty ending. I thought that it was foreshadowed pretty well compared to like just some other twist endings that are completely out of nowhere. But it, I don't know, between um, talking about the genetically engineered Ditto and who could turn into humans instead of just other Pokemon. <laughs> yes, it was. was fucked up. I never want to see a beady-eyed human again. It was <laughs> like, cool. I'm happy they did it. Please don't do it again. Yes. I will say they did it in such a way I didn't see it. I didn't see that coming. Same, same here. Like you know? I, th- I thought they were whenever they showed off the Ditto earlier. I'm like, oh, cool, Ditto are here. That's a neat thing. And then like, oh yeah, all of the Ditto clones are just wearing fucking really dark sunglasses. Yep. Oh shit. I think it's because like there was there was so much eye candy and little Pokemon references everywhere that yeah, I just took it as oh cool, look, yeah, they got a Ditto in there. Absolutely. You know? And I think they were probably expecting people to do that. Yeah. It was really smart. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, because I, I just didn't remotely see that coming at all. Like even like the the, the woman she she doesn't talk or anything like that. And I still didn't think anything of it. I thought 
I was waiting for some big fight scene for her to come up. <laughs> well, a lot of like Team Rocket and Team Skull and Team Hydro, like they all have henchmen that never talk. Right. So right, yeah. that's kind of in line with the stuff that we've seen. Uh, it was messed up. That's going to haunt me for a while. <laughs> so basically, just so you know, spoil the twist. Uh, Mewtwo did not cause the crash. Greninjas did. Overpowered Greninjas. Mewtwo rescued Harry. His body was hurt, and he decided he was going to heal him, so he put his consciousness in his Pikachu. After his Pikachu consented, Mewtwo said that. So, good on him. And uh, that is why that Pikachu can talk, but only his kid can hear him. And earlier in the movie, they do say maybe it's genetic. So I thought that was funny. So I don't want to have a problem with it because I like the movie, but I definitely have a problem with it. It like how dare you? <laughs> like like I it raises some questions. So first off, um, so like did the body die? And no, he was healing it? him right. this entire time. So then why did he need to move his consciousness? So that he didn't have to just lay in a coma and you know work on the healing he could actually go and do stuff and figure things out okay yeah i, I got nothing for you man <laughs> like i'm, I'm kind of i'm kind of there with you like i love this movie but there are some things that are like just don't really line up you know well so like so mewtwo can not can move the consciousness if mewtwo wants to mewtwo can also merge the entire body inside of the pokemon because that's what happens later when Bill Nye is is Mewtwo. The human oh, bodies all oh. disappear. Oh, yeah. Bill Nye is the only one that... Clothes and all. It's all like Thanos' well, snap. Okay, like. <laughs> so you know why they did that. You know why. Because you can't have a parade full of like dead bodies just laying on the ground. You know that's why they did that. You can't do that in a PG movie. It's not going to happen. Yeah, that doesn't That'd mean be a little there's... fucked up. So they all just disappear, like which is so much better. <laughs> It doesn't mean it makes any sense. Come on. (laughs) Come on. You know, it was for a storytelling purpose and not for like an actual plot. Figure this out kind of purpose. It's just confusing about how Harry was dealt with. Because if, if Harry's body also disappeared and went into Pikachu, then Mewtwo couldn't heal it. But if Mewtwo can just heal the body, then I don't really know why... The, the the consciousness inside of Pikachu had to happen at all because he he what he thought that Harry's kid would be a good enough detective to figure this out if his dad was yeah, a Pikachu helping know. him like Maybe. I don't know sure <laughs> like that just you're I don't the know. worst you two, <laughs> you two seems too smart for all that nonsense I'm just saying kid is have fun I had lots Maybe of fun just, I really liked it I, had, I would totally I watch it again blast. Like I'm, I'm still going through and just like reading people's recaps and like there's like oh well this little touch happened like all of the Pokemon that show off like a lot of regular abilities only do four different regular abilities because mm-hmm. each Pokemon can only learn four moves right that's fucking cool <laughs> that is um so a uh, question in chat about Meowth why can Meowth talk in the cartoons Meowth was experimented on by Team Rocket. They okay. say I that think a few they times. Had an episode where they explained it. Did and they? I would okay. love to tell you. I remember how it went. Because <laughs> it's a good question. I never knew the I answer. I think it had that. something to do with Meowth, like giving up his fighting abilities in order to like speak or something like that because of 
something. It's been a long time mm-hmm. since I've watched that show. Interesting. It goes with, you know, what Bill Nye's character, um, Clifford, Howard Clifford, what a dumb name. Bad names in this one, guys. Yeah, Bad names. Yeah. Well, they wasted all the name power on the Pikachu, on the Pokemon. Excuse <laughs> sure, me. sure. So they didn't have to come up with those. Those already exist. I know. I know. <laughs> Somebody had to come up with them. Um, I, I think I, I, my, I think what nags me is that I really would have liked to have seen more of this experimentation. And, no, no, no. More, is it because the Torterra Garden was so oh, cool? We're gonna so get. Cool. Let's get to that. In just a second. I just I wanted more Ryan Reynolds Pikachu, and I wanted other Pokemon like that to talk, right? where other Pokemon could talk to to humans and have you know these like humanistic voices. And I I just I saw that opening up the universe in a way that never had occurred to me before, and yeah. thought it would be really fun. As great as the anime is, of course, Ash and Pikachu have a really special bond, and they can talk to each other. Of course, but it. It was fun. It was great to see another Pokemon talk. So, yeah, it was similar to Meowth. And I don't know how they're constantly going to do that. Like, oh, I don't well, think we they can. Yeah. You know, I mean, I suppose you could have a thing kind of like Homeward Bound where the po- Pokemon can talk to each other, the humans can talk to each other, but they can't understand each other. Yeah. Oh, you know, that movie is going to be real sad. So- <laughs> it's going to be real sad. I'm not yeah. ready for that. I already Can't saw Bye Bye Brother. I already saw Bye Bye Butterfree once. I can't do it again. Nope. Um, do it. So okay, the garden. The what's the Pokemon? Torterra. Torterra garden. Yeah. 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 So that's a super fun scene. That was great. That was terrifying. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, I thought it was super cool. I I thought the graphics were great. It looked sure, yeah. really good. Like, yeah, they had a good budget for this movie, but they used it well. I, I think. I think so too. There was only a few issues that I saw in the CGI, but it was small. It was like when Justice Smith was like grabbing something or, you know, very, very small. But everything was rendered so beautifully. And so like the the Torterra Garden is part of this experimentation science lab kind of thing. And uh, Bill Nye's character has been funding these scientists to genetically modify these Pokemon. And the Torterras are the victims of accelerated growth to see just how big they could get. And they were the size of like a small land mass, like one of those islands that pops up after a lot of volcanic action. Like this is... They were huge. They could have been like the size of four or five houses, you know, maybe like two or three blocks even. Like absolutely massive. Yeah. It was it was really cool. I I, I the only graphical issue I think I saw was there's a scene where Tim has to he's he's taking the hat and putting it on Pikachu's head and I don't think the hat was real at all. Yeah. And so it just okay. it looked like he wasn't actually grabbing anything, right? Because they just superimposed it in his hand. That was the only time I really noticed that anything. That seems silly. Those are, you know, 10.99 on Amazon. They could have just <laughs> picked up one of those hats and covered it in green sure, tape yeah. and been fine. Well, I, I, think, <laughs> I, I think probably the problem, the issue they probably had is I'd like to see what the behind the scenes looks like and see like when he's talking to Pikachu, what is he talking to? Right? Yeah, right. Because I my theory is that there's literally nothing there, and so he couldn't put the hat on anything. That's fair. Right now. I'm sure there's some ways around that where you put, you know, the tennis ball on a stick and you could have put the hat on the tennis ball or something. Sure. I don't know. I'm, I mean, but that was the only scene that stood out to me. Why wouldn't you just have stuffed Pikachus around? 
Like there's so many oh, they sell uh, varying millions of right? those things, yeah. In tons of different sizes and positions. Like they they could have bought a few just so he could like interact with it for a few times. Maybe he practiced with those, but film you don't you don't want to film with those though, because getting those out in post would be sure. more difficult. That's fair. Yeah. So they might have practiced with it. That's very possible. That'd be a good idea. I thought the like the underground fight ring was oh. like one of the coolest looking parts of that movie mm-hmm. uh the loudred beatboxing as like the speakers for the oh DJs. my gosh so that cool. was intense so cool. uh and just like the whole like underground fight ring like i thought that the very few like pokemon battles we saw in this movie looked fucking incredible and mm-hmm. i really wish we had more of them the gyarados evolution that was, was cool. A lot of fun. That was really Blastoise cool. and Gengar was, that was just sick. super neat. Oh my like, god, I was freaking out. Yeah, yep. that was a really cool thing. I, I liked that this movie tried to acknowledge a problem that we we've all kind of talked about over the last few years, which is that like pokey like catching Pokemon and forcing them to battle is kind of messed up. It's a, little, it's a little messed up, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and this handled it really well, and it made it like this underground, like it's like. You know, like a dog fighting ring. Like, that's mm. what the bad people do. In Rhyme City, you're not it. supposed to do yeah. it. Yeah, I like that. That was that was kind a of a lot. cool thing. And I also yeah. like that they were also super upfront about just like, yeah, they, they just faint. It's fine. They're fine. Don't worry. <laughs> They're fine. I know we just threw a meteor at him, but he's fine. Sorry, totally fine. Uh, he's no, built I, for this. <laughs> right. But, like, you see, like, in that fight, spoilers, the Blastoise loses. And, like, he just, like, falls over, but you can, like, still, like, see him breathing. Like, mm-hmm. he's just, like, essentially knocked out, which I thought was Very important. Smart. Yeah. The, the whole premise is Rhyme City. Everybody has a Pokemon partner that mm-hmm. they walk and talk. Like, they don't stay in their ball. Mm-hmm. You've just got one, and it's your buddy. And it makes sense. You know, the police officers have arcanines because Officer Some Jenny had arcanines. And uh, the firemen have Squirtles and War Turtles and that's adorable and like that's it just... very useful for their oh, 100%. <laughs> right like <laughs> makes sense not only are they not in pokeballs rhyme city doesn't allow pokeballs mm-hmm. at all which like that's pretty cool like i i want that world to right, be the pokemon right. world well we you know? want that now we want to be able to take our dog everywhere <laughs> <laughs> and it's just not possible. It was pretty cool. Uh, the city was really neat. It looked really good. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if they modeled it off of a real city or not, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, it was just it felt real. It felt like a downtown right. urban area. Mm-hmm. the The parade was really funny because you know you've got bal- giant pol- balloons of yeah. Pokemon, which we have actually in yeah, the real totally. world. You like, know? Oh, we've seen I've those seen at that Macy's. Pikachu one on the Macy's parade. <laughs> uh-huh. right, yeah. I thought that was great. Um, you know. You have the shot, of course, it's in the trailer of Mewtwo blowing up the Pikachu balloon, but it's still it's still a cool shot. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like there was a lot of like a lot of the cool moments in this movie were definitely in the trailer, but I thought yeah. that a lot of really cool stuff was not, and also it lacked like some of the like emotion behind it for like some of those scenes, like that Mewtwo scene. Like there's some shit has gone down during that fight. Yeah, uh, which I thought was just it, like added just a little bit more to it, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, as I think about it, I'm starting to notice more and more things, right? So, like, so Bill Nye's character, um, you know, kept talking about they kept talking about how like he needed to like evolve himself and all those types of things. And then when we're introduced to him, he's he's you know he's in a wheelchair and he's still kind of sick and things like he that. He has a degenerative disease yeah. that he's had for at least 30, 40 years between the PSA video we saw and his current state. So now that like I'm thinking about it, I should have caught the twist so much earlier yeah like i did 
I caught it earlier. There's plenty of things you don't catch. I, I didn't catch it. Listen at all. to the show. I didn't catch it at all. So, <laughs> like, I, I was just like, oh, he's the bad guy. I caught the Totara Garden earlier. You did. Did. Yeah, so, you did. Yeah, you did. I felt real stupid for not catching that. <laughs> I was just like, oh, yeah, no, yeah, that makes total sense. All as, right. As soon as they ran out through it and it was just open to outside, I'm like, oh, okay, that's where the big ones are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a matter of time. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, what what other parts of the film should we touch on? Um, well, Midnight Pearl asked us what Pokemon would lawyers have. And oh. based on the fact that we saw a desk job, a detective, and he had a snubble, mm-hmm. I would imagine they would have small area, uh, small Pokemon that could stay in their offices, potentially help with things like maybe a Froakie to lick yeah. envelopes yeah, or something that'd be, that'd be or sure. you know something with thumbs to deal with papers and pages know, like, like an abra and you know a cadabra those would be really useful in that type of setting probably you or know. hypno or no i bet hypno works with psychologists yeah, <laughs> yeah. that one's pretty spot on yeah but I, I would go with like an abra cadabra you yeah. know that'd be pretty maybe cool. not abra because like all he just does is sleep and run. right yeah he's yeah. kind of useless but the but cadabra would be useful sure you know yeah um, that's a good question. That's well, he, interesting. Midnight Pearl did follow up with probably the one that holds a spoon. Oh, that's, there you go. that's <laughs> Cadabra. I didn't know, yeah, that's Cadabra. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. Um, that's a good question, though. It is kind of cool to think about that, like, maybe they're paired based on their job. Right. Which then, of course, begs the question about why uh, the reporter had a Psyduck. Well, it also said, like, how young do you get your Pokemon partner? Mm-hmm. If the two of you, like, grow up together, or is it, like, a pet? Where they have a slightly shorter lifespan, so when they pass, you just get another one? Mm-hmm. Or, like... It's yeah, a good question. And they touched mm-hmm. on a little bit earlier in the movie, whenever uh, Tim was trying to catch the Cubone against... Mm-hmm him and the cubones will uh, he, uh, his friend touches on like the pokemon has to choose you too so i don't know if that's like very similar like a, you just kind of like run into this shelter animal you know or like yeah like a shelter and you mm-hmm. like find this like baby psyduck which would be adorable and if it like, didn't explode right, right. It does. Uh, it does paint a better picture. The idea that the Pokemon also wants to be caught right, with you, right. right? I mean, I feel like maybe that's just a way to make it sound better because sure. they wrote this for a little video game a long time ago. <laughs> sure, and I mean, and I mean, the games also like, especially more lately, have really gotten into the idea of just like you are going on this adventure with your Pokemon. Mm-hmm. They're like your friends. You're mm-hmm. forming these experiences and bonds with them, and like having a good time. It's like mutually beneficial. You're not like essentially dog fighting you know right well it's like the the let's go games let's go pikachu right. let's go eevee you can actually have the pokemon in your party out of their pokeball and they'll follow you around and it, it was great it's awesome i loved it so much like i mean not, it's not always practical but like you can ride your onyx if you have an onyx and uh, pidgey fl- follows you you know flying around like mm-hmm. pikachu's on your shoulder like it's super cool um i thought that was a nice touch that i i hope they bring into sword and shield when those come out but i didn't see it in the trailer i know yeah. i know yeah. <laughs> it was kind of a short trailer so far we don't yeah. know hopefully yeah. please it's a cool mechanic but i can understand that being like the last thing that they sure. implement so. <laughs> sure they have a they have a whole other game to make you know right so do you guys think that the success of this film will lead to more live action slash CGI Pokemon movies. Absolutely. Yeah. And Me too. I will be there for every single one of them. Do you hope that they'll connect? Or yeah. do you want separate stories? I've, I saw like a couple of articles going around today of like some rumors of like Legendary Exploring doing a like a retelling of the Red and Blue games. Neat. Which I'd be 100% into. Yeah. 
yeah, that and would also be like fun. maybe a Detective Pikachu sequel, and also like some sort of like Mewtwo origin story. So I mean, if they want to build a Pokemon cinematic universe, sign me the hell up. Like I'm, I agree. 100% in. I think I'd be in with that, and I think it would actually be successful. Whereas some of the other like universes haven't really sure been like that and i i think also like if it's not successful that's totally not the end of the world for them because like pokemon is actually the biggest and most successful media franchise in the world yeah bar none i i'd like them to kind of connect the way star trek does where like each show is its standalone show with its own characters and its own mission but they exist together you right. know and if you want to have somebody cross over once in a blue moon you can yeah and- i mean that's kind of like what the games do they're right. all in sure. different yeah. regions and you know it's still the same world though well that's what detective pikachu did it references the events from pokemon yeah. the movie and from 2000 yeah. and that's it you don't need any more than yeah, that they're just like you this know. this, Mew- this mewtwo uh was made 20 years ago i'm like oh i remember that right yeah like in the kanto that. region all right. like, oh my yeah. god that's real it happened you know like that's all i need i don't need it to be sure. like just everything connected it doesn't have to be like mcu infinity yeah. saga stuff right you know um but the fact that they exist together and maybe you know a different city has a very different philosophy on ha- how to handle pokemon and maybe someone offhandedly remarks about how rhyme city is better or worse you know for right. for some reason we saw in the movie right like, that's all you really need you know that way that's you can fair. have your own characters tell your own stories you're not you're not backed into a corner by quote canon right you know so who's your favorite starter Mm. so i have actually been kind of like really trying to think about this the entire time i appreciate that um i'm probably i've always been partial to the fire starters same here i like i like them a whole lot Mm -hmm. um and i'm kind of stuck between three and i don't think i can like find any sort of strength in my heart to pick between them because right, I like them all for different reasons. Give them all three. Uh, my boy Charmander. Of course. Because I love Charizard a whole lot. He's yeah. my boy. I love him. Uh, Cyndaquil is great and adorable. Yes. And Litten is great and I think Incineroar is also great. So, okay. Yeah. So this is always hard for me. Um, you usually favor water types. Just m- no? No. No? No. 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 Okay. <laughs> <laughs> talk, everyone. Um, That's how I, our conversations go in real uh, life, by no, the way. I, uh, I actually I tend to favor um, fire Pokemon as well, um, just because you know it's cool abilities. Like one of my favorite Pokemon from the original first gen is uh, uh, Charmeleon. Sure. Um, I you it. really like the weird teenage awkward stage, but not for all of like I don't like War Turtle. Oh, for example, like an old man. Yeah. yeah. I I always thought they were like little clouds, like he was Hermes or something. I think that's what they actually are. He (laughs) just looks like an old man. (laughs) I don't know that I have like a hard and fast rule. So it's always hard for me to to pick a favorite because like I don't it's not really Charmander because I prefer the middle evolution to the starter, you know, kind of thing. Um, And I feel like Pikachu's Pikachu's kind of maybe a little bit of a cop out answer. Because everybody loves Pikachu. If you yeah. hate Pikachu, you're not a Pokemon fan. But like, like I don't. Yellow was fair. my favorite of the original three games. I just mm-hmm. I really loved Yellow. It's real good. I I accident. I don't know to this day how I did it. I somehow beat the eighth gym leader with only having two badges. I f- must have made a mistake somewhere and cool. found a glitch. I didn't. Those games like, were broken like, <laughs> as hell. So yeah. right. So like I just I didn't I had no idea what I was doing in that game and played it very weirdly and, and everything like that. Um, but I think my favorite though is probably, I'm just looking through the list again, just to make sure I'm not forgetting anybody. I feel like, I feel like somebody in particular that I 
want here is not actually on this list. So that's really frustrating. But um, he's a leaf type. Grow wild? Yes. Or tr- no, Trico. Trico. It's Trico. Yeah. Is it Trico? Yeah, it's Trico. Trico was in the he, movie. He was in the movie, yeah. Yeah, Trico, yeah, Trico was so in the cool. movie. I, don't think I didn't know that he could do that. Yeah, and I, like I, that. I didn't expect to see him or Totodile in this movie right? at all. I'm like, and oh, okay, cool. Adorable. All right, yeah. Yeah, 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 Trico. Trico. Yeah, Trico, because uh, he was in uh, uh, Omega Ruby. Where, yes. Um, yes. I, I didn't play regular Ruby. I played Omega Ruby, which is really good. It's good. <laughs> really yeah. good. And he was my starter, and I thought he was fantastic. Uh, I'd also give an honorable mention to Lytton. Yeah. Lytton's great. Yeah. He's real good. Lytton's super cool. Love him. Uh, is he lit? Totally yeah. lit. Totally lit. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, what about you? Yeah. So, uh, again, I have about three to pick from. I also favor fire types, and my favorite fire types were Charmander and Finnegan. Uh, yes. yeah. I, I prefer Finnegan to its later I don't really like the evolutions as much. Like, why do you have a stick? That's horrible. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, right? But in the Alola version, I played a water type. I played Poplio because everybody was making fun of Poplio. And I felt... I never understood the Poplio hate. Poplio's The circus seal? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But had great moves. All three evolutions were kick-ass. Like, all three of them Mm -hmm. had great power sets. So... Poplio's up there for me. It's just that works. Yeah. Um, in chat, Midnight Pearl says missing no, which is hilarious. I haven't thought about that in years. So that was the glitch Pokemon mm-hmm. in red and blue mm-hmm. that allowed you to basically get infinite rare candies. Yeah. Oh, totally. It, I had like a level 256 Kangaskhan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if it was like a reference or intentional, but the like lady who ends up being the ditto, her name is Miss Norman or Miss No. Oh, yeah. that's funny. Which I caught that after. I'm like, oh, shit. Nice. They literally thought of everything. That's a like, deep cut. That was really cool. That is super There's cool. There's so many deep cuts in this movie. So if you uh, you guys lived in Rhyme City. Who would your partner be? Hmm. Those, those Growlits were pretty good boys. They were. They right? were. They were real cute. They were good. I mean, that's I, hard. Like, I guess. I mean, Trico would be pretty cool to have. Um, you know, it's hard for me not to pick somebody from the original gen. I just know them so much better. Yeah. You know, and the idea of ending up with a Charizard would be pretty freaking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like, can you ride a Charizard? Yes. Like, yeah. Totally. yeah. Well, because in Pokemon Let's Go, the movie in the movie they looked a little bit smaller than I pictured them in my head, and so I thought maybe yeah. you know I don't know. Yeah, but... Charizard are like actually canonically only like six feet tall. Okay, yeah. there you go. Okay, in my head they're like these right. Giant you just think dragons. of them as these yeah. massive things, yeah. but no, they're like as tall as I am, which is weird. But that's fair. Yeah. So from the movie, definitely a Jigglypuff, but <laughs> I I have always wanted to just be side by side with a Rapidash like oh, yeah. my whole life like yeah, they're I understand that. one of my favorite Pokemon of all time like That's I want to cosplay a Rapidash like I and I just have this image of this little Ponita like sleeping at the end of my bed and by the time it's completely evolved it's like taken up the bed and I'm just like <laughs> curled up next to it you like, just, so, like you just sold me yeah. I'm getting a Rapidash like, <laughs> yeah so Head if, we're, if we're picking our Pokemon partners from the movie, can I pick Mewtwo? Is that an option? <laughs> uh, I, I like don't that's cheating. think so. That, that's like picking Pikachu as your favorite starter. Of course, it yeah. Is. yeah. yeah. I, I don't think he wants to be anybody's partner. That's fair. So, so, so I know you talked about Rapidash. Do uh-huh. you have a favorite Pokemon? I Just know a there's a lot up to pick favorite. Up. Yeah. Um, 
man, I, I don't know that I do. Um, there's a lot of really cool ones, really fun ones. Uh, Machamp was always an early favorite of mine back when I used to collect the cards mm-hmm. and all of that. Oh, Ray is cool. a brony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he totally she is. am. She totally is. Um, yeah, Machamp's definitely high up on the list. Alakazam was really high up mm-hmm. on my list. Um, and Charizard are probably my top three, at least from the first gen, because mm-hmm. I just know them so much better. How about you? Uh, so I guess if I'm doing top three also, um, my favorite Pokemon is Chandelure. I love <gasps> They're him. They're so pretty. They're so good. Uh, he, I don't know if you're familiar. Uh, he's basically just a chandelier. Yeah. It's like a ghost and fire type. But it's like he's blue so cool. and he's on fire. It makes more sense than the keychain Pokemon, I'm just saying. I mean, he's pretty cool, too. Uh, I also really like Metagross a whole lot. Yes. Like that whole evolutionary line is just really cool. And, oh, third one's hard. Um, probably just Charizard. I like Charizard a lot. Right? He's it's... super cool. You know, he's the old reliable of Pokemon. Yes. Fire-breathing dragon. Sure. Can't but, like, do you prefer regular, shiny, or mega? I, okay, I gotta be honest. I don't really care for the mega evolution That's stuff. That's fair. Just it's just general. a new yeah. way to draw the Pokemon. I know. <laughs> I think some of them look really cool. Yeah. But I think the system, like in the games, is just a weird thing. I, it's the same with the Z powers. Yeah, and like, I, it's if, just a weird if thing. I don't have that in the new one. I'm fine with that. Yeah, right. Z power is almost worse because the animation takes longer it to takes watch like every time. They have yeah. to do like this ritual <laughs> dance ahead of time. And I'm like, I'm good, guys. I'm yeah, good. Skip, 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 skip. skip. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really like uh, Shiny Chandelure a whole lot. He's just got like that orange flame and like this kind of like grayscale color. It's really cool. And yeah. I like the weird like ghost Halloween ones, like Pumpkaboo is yeah, one of okay. my favorites. Cool. Yeah. That's interesting. Pokemon's yeah. so good, guys. I, I so I didn't really understand Shiny until um until Pokemon Go, because I couldn't tell the difference in the mm-hmm. games. I'm I'm kind of colorblind. Oh, okay. So for all of the older games, they all looked the same. I yeah. had, I could not tell that they looked different. Pokemon Go's color scheme is intense enough that I can see it now. Mm-hmm. And they give you like the little yeah, they like sparkle a yeah. little yeah. bit. Yeah. So like, I can see it now. Um, but so I never evolved any shiny Pokemon in any of the handheld games because I didn't know what they were. <laughs> so, yeah. so I'm just now starting to learn about shiny, like shiny Gyarados and shiny Charizard. Like that's super cool. Shiny, so. shiny Charizard's cool. Mm-hmm. Right? It's real cool. So I'm working on my shiny Gyarados right now mm-hmm. in Pokemon Go. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're a little bit over time, just like usual. So, um, before we finish up, of course, we'll wrap with you know our rating. So, Derek, so a, letter grade B. rating. Yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'd I'd give it an A minus. Yeah. I, I thought they had a pretty difficult task. I mean, I just jump on that. And yeah, yeah, A minus for a kids movie for a video game movie is a lot of fun. Yeah, I would I would definitely also agree with the A minus. Like. There were definitely some like issues with this movie for sure, but it was just so magical and like straight up the movie I have wanted since I was like ten years old. Yep, and like they delivered exactly what I wanted and even went a little bit above in like some of those regards. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it is the first officially certified fresh video game adaptation movie on Rotten Tomatoes if that matters to you out there Uh, requiring at least twenty reviews. I guess that probably means there's some like super small films people don't know about Mm -hmm. that are fresh sure 
Um, all right. So we have a slight schedule change for next week. Okay. So next week was going to be our retro review. However, Children of Men is no longer streaming. So we we want to make it accessible so our listeners can watch it. Instead, we are going to be reviewing Snowpiercer with Chris Evans and uh, Tilda Swinton. So check that out. It's currently on Netflix. You can join us and talk about it next week. It's still part of the the fill our holes segment because none of us have seen that one. Mm -hmm. And kind of our rule there is at least two of the three of us could not have seen the movie yet. Um, But we had we had fear and loathing in Las Vegas up as as the runner up. I might pick that one for my next time because I've seen it. But Ryan and Ray haven't. And that movie is ridiculous. So (laughs) (laughs) I've read the book. Does that count? Oh, that's interesting. Then I really need you to watch the movie. Mm. Yeah. but uh, yeah, so that'll be us next week. Uh, Cam, where can people find you out in the web? The, the internet sphere. Yes. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at the Camdy Man. That's T H E. Yeah, T H E K A M D Y M A N. You can also uh, follow what we do over at Gamer Heroes at Gamer Heroes Pod on Twitter, uh, and pretty much anywhere else. Fine podcasts are sold, except for free. Please listen to my show, please. Please, thank you. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I'm usually pretty active on Twitter. Uh, Same. Come hang out. Listen to cool shows. Right, please. Please? <laughs> right. I am at Siren Ray on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, mainly a cosplayer, so I do a lot of cosplay stuff. But my podcast stuff is on Twitter all the time, and I love being vocal on Twitter, so talk to me there. And I'm the Star Trek dude out on Twitter and Facebook. You can also find me on Red Shirts and Runabouts, which is the Star Trek podcast here on the Heroes Podcast Network. Uh, Ray will actually be joining me on this coming week's episode where we're we're joined by our old guest host, Zach, to review uh, what we left behind. So that will be that. (laughs) And next week we'll be back to uh, review Snowpiercer. So you can find us at Screen Heroes Pod on Twitter, at Heroes Podcasts on Facebook instagram and twitch or heroespodcast.com we are now on spotify as well so please go check that out and of course as always we're on patreon patreon.com slash heroes podcasts uh we revamp things uh back in april we've got some new stuff including a new tier that gets you early listens to this show and red shirts and runabouts so go check that out we'll catch you guys next week thanks for joining us bye